Welcome to another episode of a Not Bar Idea. This one is about artificial intelligence. Um, I just watched a video of government, Canadian government, uh, parliament, discussing things. And I'm constantly hearing the words modeling. Government is really pushing out this modeling of what the future is going to look like. So where is this modeling coming from? Well, it's artificial intelligence, which I call artificial stupidity because there's absolutely no intelligence in artificial intelligence. And as a computer programmer, I think I have a little bit of knowledge when it comes to it because the system is only going to be as good as the one designing the system. So if the programmer is stupid, he can only design a computer to do what reflects his stupidity. He cannot design a system that does what he doesn't have a clue how to do. And they say artificial intelligence can learn. No, let's just say if you program uh, a system, let's just say there's two different directions, right and wrong. There's left and right. And I'm, I don't associate left and right with any political view because all politics today right now are all on the wrong side. <laughs> let's To keep it less confusing, let's say there's road one and there's road two. Now, if I designed a system to go down road two, then as it's learning, it's going to only learn what's available down that road two. Everything it needs to know is found on road one, but as long as it's programmed to only go down road two, it can't possibly gain any data from road one that it needs to to learn something from. It's like if you hang around the same people all of your life, you're never going to learn anything new. You're all going to be in agreement with each other and you're you're all of the same opinions. You all see things the same nobody is learning anything from that. Your lessons come when somebody comes and says, you're wrong. <laughs> and then there's the, you know, denial. That whoever comes up and says you're wrong, they must be the ones wrong. They're only one person that's saying you're wrong. Well, 99% of the people say I'm right. So 99%, if you're all in agreement with something, you're all going to believe that you're right about something. And if one lonely person comes up and says you're wrong, that one person is wrong because they're in a minority. <laughs> this, is, this pattern is played out in designing computer programming. It's our democracy. Um, it's how we solve problems. It's everywhere. It's biased. 
But the one that can see something the others don't is a sign of somebody that can recognize a problem before anybody else. You know, in the mining days, they used to um, put birds in the mines so that um, when oxygen was starting to um, leave the cave and they, you know, the bird would die because that was your first sign. So you needed something really small to give you a sign of what big is coming. And we never really look at reality that way. We always look at, I'm going to believe the majority. Because the majority can't be wrong. Everybody can't be wrong. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everybody generally always is wrong. <laughs> but as humans, we're never willing to admit when we're wrong. So when I'm seeing artificial intelligence when it comes to COVID. Here's the dangerous thing. Um, all of these testing are, uh, first of all, the test is not designed to even tell whether you have COVID or not. There's absolutely zero empirical science that shows the accuracy of those testing. I personally would reject to any testing. I think it's invasive. It is putting something in my body. And right now I don't trust government. I don't know what they are putting in my body. Um, I feel that that test is putting my life at risk. And if, you, if I can't spit on, uh, on a piece of paper and you test that, if you can't raise your technology to tell whether I'm sick or not by a piece of spit, then you need to work on your testing because there's no way you're shoving something down my nose, you know. And I've heard several people, well, several, I've heard people have died. It could be hundreds. It could be thousands because they're not reporting deaths from COVID. Like, it's, it doesn't fit the narrative, so we will never hear about it. But as long as you've heard of one, if it can happen to one, it can happen to millions and it not being reported. So I'm going to go to, okay, if it happens to one, it is happening to millions until you prove that it's not happening. I'm not seeing anything being proven that's not happening, especially with this level of censorship going on right now. We don't know what's true, what's false. So it's always best to anticipate the worst than to think everything's fine and you're not prepared and then boom, you're, you got caught off guard. We are under attack. It's very clear our governments are trying to kill us. When they start jailing priests and putting them with the most deadliest killers just because you're preaching, nobody's sick. Hospitals are all empty. Politicians aren't treating it like it's a it's a a pandemic. They're traveling. They're doing everything they used to do, and that, that just wouldn't happen if we had a black plague. They wouldn't be behaving. Politicians wouldn't be behaving the way they are behaving if this was a black plague. Walmarts are able to open. You can hold church in Costco or Walmart and not get arrested. 
But if you hold it in an actual church, that's where it's apparently a crime, while it's not even a crime. Because they are jailing people, and they're not breaking any actual Canadian laws. So our politicians are basing what is good for us based on this modeling done by artificial intelligence. So you get, uh, you know, a test that's throwing 99% false positives. So now you think you've got a million cases that aren't there. Nobody's got it. But you've got artificial intelligence because it's all about technology. This technology is telling you you're sick when you're not. And we're going to make models based on that, that... Oh, we've got to save everybody, and yet nobody's dying. It's the saving that's killing people. Nobody's dying. Hospital's empty. There's zero evidence that we need a vaccine for anything. I wouldn't take a vaccine anyways because... Artificial intelligence just isn't that intelligence to tell you that vaccines are bad for your health. They destroy your immune system. You don't want to mess with something that operates perfectly. <laughs> and that's what your immune system is for. It's to your immune system needs viruses. Because as soon as it gets a virus, it changes your body starts to gain immunity to what's in your environment. If you, if you lived in a sterile house, you would not last long. You would be a very sick person. The person that lives in a very messy house is a lot healthier. Because a messier house tends to have more viruses. And... If you're living around a lot of viruses, if you are, you know, introducing your immune system to as many viruses as possible, well, God, you've got a super uh, acting immune system. Better than anybody else's. Better than the guy that's living in that sterile environment. As soon as that person comes out outside of that sterile environment, the simplest things would kill him. So you don't want to mess with something that's working perfectly. It does not make any logical sense whatsoever. There's zero empirical science supporting any vaccine for any virus. This is all about profiting off causing illness. We've all known for several years that artificial intelligence was dangerous. They've even made movies out of this. They've predicted this was coming. Soon Canadian police will be replaced by robots that I'm sure have already been manufactured and ready to be deployed. Because it's going to get a lot harder to kill off humanity. And humans are just going to find it really hard to kill each other. So they're going to use uh, these robots. 
I personally don't think it's going to go that far because I believe we are like oysters. It takes irritation to bring out the pearl in us. It's got to be some sick, sick story like what's going on right now to say, wake up, snap out of it. <laughs> and you will. You will. Many people have snapped out of this years before this happened. I snapped out of it years ago. Over 15 years ago, I snapped out of it. I could see the systems for what they were. And it's because I did take computer programming. If I didn't take computer programming, I would have never seen what I see today. My perception of what's going on would never be what it is today if I did not study computer programming. And it was just so magical. Everything that's happening in your life is happening for a reason. Everything that feels bad is actually really good. And you don't see it. And if you don't see it, then you can't take advantage of it. Everything is so magical. I'm looking at everything from... And, it, and it's really hard to sustain that perspective. It, it's, it, it, you could go down into the fear of, oh my God, and this is what's about to happen. And look at how big and evil and the battles were about to happen. Like it can stress me out really bad. But magically, <laughs> I got cancer in 2020. Now, typically you would think, you know, okay, you've got a, a global pandemic, economic collapse, and cancer to boot. You know, you've got three, adult, three whammies going against you. And it's like, I'm looking at this as a gift. I'm looking at my cancer is the very thing that's giving me the tools I need to move forward. Without cancer, um, I just don't think I could see the positive, <laughs> which is really weird. But to me, and my study of healthcare um, and the rule of life that our challenges happen to us to make us stronger. We learn from our challenges. Our challenges are there to say, you're going down the wrong direction. You need to change direction. If you didn't have a challenge, you'd always... You, you'd always be going down the wrong direction and never knowing you're in the wrong direction. So it is these challenges. I mean, I have learned so much from every challenge. Yes, it's really hard. And yes, it's, um, it's, it's not a feeling like you want it. But I am getting to the point where I kind of moving towards the side of enjoying getting a challenge um, because I see the benefits of it. Um, the more challenges I get, the more I learn from each challenge, the smarter I get from these challenges, and the more I know about what truth is through our challenges. So I sort of embrace a challenge. Getting cancer was... Uh, 
you know, it's like, great. As soon as I got cancer, I, I thought, now I'm going to learn the biggest lesson of my life. And what better time to learn the biggest lesson of your life than during a global pandemic, real or not? This is the time that you really need to take your life seriously. I see it as a gift. So for the past year, cancer has forced me to value my life. And I can tell, like, the, the reason I got cancer is because I smoked. And I smoked because I see a different perspective of reality than the norm before COVID. I seen COVID coming and nobody believes me. I see COVID as fake, but nobody believes me. So if you, I'm medically diagnosed to be delusional. So my perceptions of reality are going to be different than the norm. And it's frustrating and it drives me to smoke. Um, so in getting cancer, it really was, okay, now it's do or die time. You got to really decide now, who do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody that's killing yourself because life is challenging? Or do you want to take advantage of this? Do you want to value your life and be who you're supposed to be? And I... I don't know. It, it really, I, I did go through moments of, of depression while I had COVID. Somebody said one thing that had to do with my perspective of reality and my life purpose, and they totally crushed me. And I allowed somebody to crush me. Nobody crushes me. I crush myself from like, so that crushing was another challenge that I had to learn from. And it made me stronger. It's, made me value my life more. And I can honestly say that um, I worked extremely hard my entire life to quit smoking. Anybody who knows me knows that I have never wanted to smoke, that I've always tried to quit. I've quit on a regular basis and, and I have no problems quitting smoking. I could quit smoking without any side effects whatsoever. I've mastered that part. It's the triggers. <laughs> it's the damn triggers always get me. So now I'm even more aware um, that I could smoke for, go without having a cigarette for years. And there could be a trigger. And it blindsides me. And I don't even know it happened. And I could start smoking again. And this was evident in December because I had not been smoking. I was feeling great. There's not even a thought of having a cigarette. December is my uh, traumatic month of my year um, due to childhood abuse and a lot of bad shit happens in December for me. So um, even though I could have a really good year, December is, uh, there's something that takes over me and it's really hard to describe, but I could be really, really positive and I could watch my body have a mind of its own and go and do something on its own. I did break down and smoke. There was no talking me out of smoking and I had no reason to smoke. There was nothing. It was just leave me alone. Get away. I got to have this smoke. I can't think I can't do anything. I, I need that smoke or I won't be able to walk. I won't be able to do anything unless I have that smoke. It was like I was possessed because that's not who I am. 
That's not who I want to be. And those are not the words that I would have said. It's almost like my body was completely possessed by a, a completely different entity. And there's no way I could have uh, gotten rid of that entity at that time in December when I had a, broke down and had a smoke. But that's how powerful um, things are that we don't see. When we're wondering why people are doing the things that they were doing, well, a lot of trauma causes a, a, your body to develop habits that it that the habit has more control over the person that really wants to change their life there's so much about the human body that we have not even touched on the human body and the human mind has never even been of any kind of study in the systems that are crashing on us today so this is a good thing. COVID is a good thing. It is a disease. It is a pandemic. It is deadly. But the cure is intelligence, not more stupidity. The only thing that will stop COVID is getting smarter. Wearing a mask will not make you smarter. It cuts off oxygen to the brain and depriving the brain of its ability to think. So if you want to get smarter, you have to do things that make you smarter. You need your body as healthy as you possibly can. Your body is 100% dependent on viruses. So you need to get yourself out of sterile environments. Get your immune system used to the viruses in our world because that's what gives you the strength to stand up and have a debate about what's true and what's false. Our medical system, our doctors have been trained to profit off of illness. They are trained to look at a problem and then see how can we make a profit off of this. They don't look at causes that are creating the problem there's not one medical problem in existence with this current medical system that looks at causes and stops the causes that are creating the health problem. There's zero, zero interest with today's healthcare system to stop causes that are making us sick. And if you're not stopping causes that are causing a problem, then basically what you're doing is, is supporting everything that causes a problem and ignored problems always grow. So you could put as many vaccines, you could put as many vac, you know, the more you profit, you know, put some kind of treatment in there that you can profit off of. Well, you know, it's never going to work because it's not designed to work because you haven't stopped the cause that's creating the problem. You know, you, you can't stop a problem if, if you're feeding the cause that's creating the problem. You're just increasing and making it mutate. And all you're doing is creating more of an opportunity for you to create more and more drugs that you can get rich off of. Meanwhile, you're killing everybody. We need a, a, a better healthcare system that's 
looks at causes that creates and is 100% focused on stopping causes. Else it's not a healthcare system, it's a death care system. Our economic system has definitely collapsed. That's what's behind all of this. So we need a new economic system that um, ends greed. Greed is what brought us all down. And greed is what's going to end all of this. As soon as the millionaires and the billionaires are start losing all of their wealth, then they will start waking up. They will keep a few billionaires to, you know, sustain the delusion. But they cannot sustain every millionaire and every billionaire. They too must lose every dime. And at the same time, if everybody woke up on the planet right now, every single currency is being devalued. There's nothing that's saying any currency has any value whatsoever. As soon as they adjust interest rates, which they have to because the system is 100% dependent on adjusting your interest rates to reflect the amount of borrowing going on and the amount of loans you've got to pay back. Um, if they don't adjust the interest, then the dollar has absolutely no meaning. Um, it can, they could play this game for only so long. Somebody is losing a lot of money not adjusting those interest rates. So as soon as they adjust those interest rates, everybody knows you just lost all of your savings. Um, just looking at interest rates, um, I remember, and I tried to look um, at statistics, um, but when I was a kid, our interest rates were 27%. When I was a teenager, 27% was the mortgage interest rates. Now, I went back and tried to look at um, what's recorded as our past interest rates, and I think it was only recorded at 2021%. So they didn't even reflect what was being said back in those days, because I definitely remember 27% interest rates. So... Ignore that beeping in the background. It's going to die out soon. Um, so, um, once those uh, interest rates get adjusted uh, to reflect inflation, it won't pay. I mean, then it doesn't pay you to do anything because the amount uh, that you owe is like, Okay, if you go to work and you earn a dollar, well, just to get to work costs you $2. So how do you get to work if it costs you more money to get to work? Because the cost of everything just increased because of inflation. And nobody's working. So it is like... This was an economic collapse that um, they seen coming. They've been planning on it for the past hundred years. Everything that has been going on, everything we believe to be true has been all set up so that we would accept this new reset. This new reset is... Um, 
so insidious. And it's dependent on you agreeing to it. I just can't see an entire planet agreeing to being a slave. That's exactly what is being sold as these vaccines are track and tracing you. It's your slave caller. If they can see where you're going, they can send, I mean, just biofeedback that, that I'm getting. This girl can send me um, minerals that's lacking in my body. And she could do it remotely through the machine that she has. Uh, she can treat me and send anything to me to improve my health remotely. Which means that same technology, she could send something negative to me and harm my body with that equipment. And that equipment is designed by NASA. So I'd be really concerned about that trace collar, slave collar. I, I, I just can't see it working out. I, not when governments globally are saying, we're killing you. We're going to jail priests and we're going to put them with killers. Um, we're going to devalue every citizen and we want you to take the vaccine. And it's like, are we really going to be that dumb to do what somebody's trying to kill us? Say? Well, we listen to our killers. <laughs> I don't see it. I mean, I'm not going to do what, you know, somebody that's trying to kill me. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to follow your advice. I'm not going to trust you. So as long as you're trying to kill me you're telling me that everything that you want me to do is designed to kill me you're not there to save me if you were there saving me I would feel like I'm being looked after I would feel like my government has my back I would trust my government but as long as my government is doing everything to tell me don't trust me I'm gonna listen to my government and not trust you have a great day.